Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble. And that goes for the kitties, too. Even though I know our name is Raw Dog Food, I mean, it was kind of long if you said raw dog and cat food. <laughs> uh, I I lie. I, I don't even think we thought about that in the beginning to say and cat food. It was just raw dog food, right? Because yeah, I don't know why. It's not right, is it? It's not right because I want to tell you something that cats, cats need raw food even, even more than dogs. Why? Well, they're obligate carnivores, obligate carnivores. That means they must have a meat-based diet. They really must. I'm going to dedicate a couple of these next podcasts to the kitty kitties because we are getting some smaller rolls in. We're going to get some one-pound rolls in of um, some of our blends, you know, like the beef and the chicken and the turkey and that sort of thing. And it's going to have the organs and the bone in it. And we're going to start creating these cat boxes because, well, we have been ignoring the kitties. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know that there were so many people that would be interested in it, honestly. Uh, and now that we know, uh, we're going to change our ways because when you know better, you do better. All right. That's all I got to say about that. Um, but anyway, I want to talk to you today about the dangers, the dangers of dry cat food, because so many people, they just shake out the dry kibble kitty crack and, uh, and it is not good for their cats. As a matter of fact, uh, Dr. Elizabeth Hodgkins, she wrote the book, Your Cat Simple New Secrets to a Longer, Stronger Life. And I want to tell you what she said. She said, I have never seen a single case of serious obesity, diabetes, urinary tract disease, or IBD in a cat fed meat instead of commercial dry foods. She said, many other people have seen the same results. And she said, further, I do not see I do not see nutritional deficiencies in cats fed properly balanced raw meat diets. She goes on to say, I want to emphasize a point here. The incidence of these problems has not just declined on a raw meat diet. They have entirely disappeared. And these results are too dramatic to ignore. Bravo. Bravo, Dr. Hodgkins. I, uh, I would say absolutely. We see the exact same things. And uh, so many people are like, well, how can that be? Well, because it's crap. It's CKS. It's crappy kibble syndrome that we see so often in these sick dogs. And then what do we do? Well, we just got to put some more drugs in them and keep feeding them that crappy stuff and put more drugs in them until they just, ugh, just in a really bad way. So here, here's the thing. In this article, it says, look, it is, it is really important 
to remove dry food from your cat's diet. Totally remove it. A lot of people want to ask me this. Well, can I mix it? Well, why? Why you want to mix the bad with the very, very, very good? No, you don't want to do it. So in this article, um, it says this one change alone is a big step in improving your cat's nutrition and health. So dry food, whether it be premium, whatever that is, it's just, that means you're paying a lot for it. Whether it be premium prescription or natural, if it's dry, it's going to harm your cat's health. Why? Because it consists mostly of the C word, the carbohydrates and the starch. Okay. And, and, and that's just the way it's made peeps. That's, that's the way it's manufactured and extruded. And the quality of the ingredients when it's dry doesn't really matter. It it doesn't really matter. I've got to stress that point because it's so carb laden and it's dry. It makes it a terrible an extremely horrible sphincter-filled, terrible choice for cats, okay? And the carbs are taking the place of the healthy meat-derived protein, very important, and the fats that are vital for these obligate, for these carnivores. These are more carnivores than dogs, okay? So it's vitally important. The problems with dry food, whether it's kitties or dogs, but I'm talking about kitties today, is it's low in the moisture content, it's high in carbohydrates, and most of the protein is coming from plants instead of animal sources. So let's break this down a little bit, all right? So why is moisture content so important? Well, cats, they've got to have water in their food, guys. Why do they, look, when they grab a mouse when they're hunting for a mouse it's about 65 to 75 percent moisture okay and that's where these predators these hunters uh get most of their fluid intake they don't drink a whole lot of water and and cats may not even have the the thirst or the drive that dogs or humans have Because as creatures that have evolved in the desert, they naturally uh, concentrate their urine. A cat getting only dry foods, yep, they're going to drink water, but they're going to have a really, really difficult time making up for that lack of moisture in the food. And that's going to lead to even more concentrated urine. And what does that do? That promotes all the kitties' urinary tract problems. Mm-hmm. So well, think about this. A lot of people do this. They're giving them the dry food and then they're getting these urinary tract problems and they're going in and getting, you know, pharmaceuticals for the urinary tract problems. Then they come home, give them more dry food. Then they go back. Oof, hurts my heart. All right. So what should cats be fed? Well, they need a diet with a moisture content that it is close to is what their natural prey diet would be. And that's around 65 to 80% moisture. Now, that is what a raw diet has. That is what a raw diet has. It has this high, high moisture content. Great 
for the urinary tract, right? For your cat. Now, here's this other thing. What is the problem with dry food? Well, it's high, high in carbohydrates. Now, here's a comparison for you. A cat's natural diet where they eat, you know, rabbits, insects, birds, mouse, mice, mouses, (laughs) micers, whatever the word is. Um, those are less than 2% in carbohydrates. What do you think a dry cat food typically has in it? Yeah, you're right. Almost 50%. And even the ones on the low end can have 25%. But 2% versus 25% on the low end? 2% versus 50%? Oh my God. No wonder we got fat cats with urinary tract problems and diabetes. Ooh, it's too much carbohydrates in the diet. Dr. Lisa Pearson, she says this, she says cats have a physiological decrease in the ability to utilize carbohydrates due to the lack of specific enzymatic pathways that are present in other mammals. And they lack a an enzyme called amylase. Okay, they lack amylase. So cats, listen up. Cats have no dietary need for carbohydrates, period. And these high levels of carbohydrates are absolutely, no questions asked, detrimental to their health. Okay, so those of you that that want your cats to live a nice long life, You got to get them off the kitty crack. You may think, well, they love it. How many times have you heard me say this? I might like crack too, but it's probably not going to do me very good in life. All right. Um, Also in these dry cat foods, what do we see a lot of? And that is grain. Grain. And what does that do, guys? It breaks down into sugar within your cat's body. And again, your cats don't need that. Cancer is linked to these high level of sugars. Eating a high carb diet is going to absolutely um, wreak havoc on, on on your cat's body. Whether you see it now or not, it is going to wreak havoc on your cat's body. All right, now why don't we want protein from plant sources? Trust me, your cat is not a vegan. And those who are espousing that narrative out there Oh, okie doke. We're going to see later in life, aren't we? All right. But from Lynn Thompson, she says this, in commercial cat food, a product stated protein percentage can ignore two very important factors. What you mean there, Dr. Lynn? You you mean that um, there's a little non-truth in advertising? No. Say that isn't so. Meow. All right. So how packed full of essential, essential, Amino acids is a particular protein source. That's really what you need to know, okay? Um, And so the biological value um, is what we're looking for. What is that protein? What's the value to the cat? So let's break it down a little bit for you. So the biological value of a protein is going to tell you how beneficial that protein is to your cats. In other words, how available is that protein? How can it be utilized by your kitty kitty? And the higher the biological value is 
the more usable it's going to be to your cat's body. So what is the benchmark? What's the benchmark which all other proteins are judged by? Well, that happens to be chicken eggs. So a raw egg, a raw egg has the biological value of 100. Of 100. It's a near perfect food that can be used by your cat uh, 100%. So we're going to use that as a standard. That's the biological value, okay, of an egg, a raw egg. Now, the biological value of chicken, of raw chicken, is 79, where beef is 80. All right, so these are very usable for your kitty kitties. Now, when you're getting protein from other sources, you have to look at what they are. So let's say wheat. Wheat has a biological value of 60 and corn is 54. So we can conclude that meat proteins have a much higher digestibility and usability for cats than the plant proteins. From Dr. Schultz, she says this, complete proteins contain ample amounts of essential amino acids and are found in foods. We're talking about for cats here, guys are found in foods such as meat, fish, eggs, and poultry. And those incomplete proteins that do not provide all essential amino acids are found in many foods like what? Legumes, grains, vegetables. So the plant proteins don't provide the essential amino acids that a kitty kitty needs, such as what? Taurine. Taurine, and that only <laughs> that comes from animal protein. So this whole thing about your cat needs grain, your dog needs grain, it's just a bunch of sphincter bunk. Call that SB. Next time you, your vet says that, just say that's that's a bunch of SB. You know, it's supposed to be BS the other way, but um, SB stands for sphincter bunk. Okay, so we're just going to, that's a bunch of SB. And then nobody thinks you're cussing. Sphincter bunk. All right, so here's a couple of other reasons that you want to avoid dry cat food. Um, they don't clean your cat's teeth. <laughs> they, they don't clean your dog's teeth. They don't clean your cat's teeth. And if you ate an Oreo, it wouldn't clean your teeth. Um, uh, so here's some comparisons that they're they're uh, talking about. They're saying, look, the shape of the kibble, it, you know, it's small in size and it makes it very difficult for a cat to chew on so they just swallow it they're just swallowing those whole pellets um so it really has a zero effect on the surface of the teeth that's why i'm i'm always you know working with people on certain types of bones like the bison bones or bones that you have to come in with your front teeth to rip shred and tear that's the only thing that's really gonna you know rub on those front canines um the other long bones that they can scrape on the side of their teeth. So watch how they chew on bones and gnaw on bones, and you can tell how they're cleaning their teeth. But simply keeping the crap off the teeth is going to be uh, amazing as well. Um, now, the other thing is that they're talking about when these kibble pellets have contact with the saliva, the high content of the carbohydrates 
or the polysaccharides in the pellet is released and it adheres to the surface of the teeth, causing the first stage in the formation of tartar and periodontal disease. So why are we giving dry, uh, high carbon, uh, low amino acid and foods that sticks to the kitty's teeth? Why are we doing that? It, it makes zero sense, right? And really what they're saying is the same thing that we say about dog. Look, a cat would not want to eat this kibble crap at all if it wasn't sprayed with flavorings and different things to cause them to be interested in it. So the, the entire industry um, has had to manufacture sprays and additives for this biologically inappropriate food. It's so crazy. Why don't we just take the inappropriate food away? This is not a concept that we seem to adhere to in the world anymore. Why don't we just take the bad thing away? No, let's just make something else to cover up the bad thing. And then we'll make something else to cover up that bad thing. Because if we take the bad thing away, well, then that money source is going to dry up for somebody. So let's just, you know, not really care about the health of people or pets, shall we? All right, guys, if that's not enough, listen, I'm going to tell you about one more thing. In a lot of the dry food, just like in the dogs, uh, there's mold, funguses, and mycotoxins. And that is due to improper grain storage. And uh, even if it's from the highest quality grain, it's not fit for human consumption. So what do they do? They put it over into the pet food. And um, <laughs> and and then... Uh, this is one thing that we we've never really talked about, but uh, Neely alluded to, uh, about it the other day. But she was talking about that dry food, dry food. Okay, the kitty crack and the dry food kibble should never be moistened with water. Why? Because it creates this ideal soup for mycotoxins to proliferate. Oh my god! It just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, all right. So that's what I wanted to tell you today. In in uh, my next podcast, I'm going to talk about um, the raw diets, uh, the raw diets that are best for cats. I alluded to it in this, but I'll get a little deeper into it. But that's why you don't want to feed the kitty crack, the dry stuff to your cats. It's terrible for them. It really, really is. And I'm sorry, but there's just not a um, animal out there that can't eat a species appropriate diet it's very 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 rare and there's usually some other kind of extenuating circumstances that are going on with it okay so get your cat on a species appropriate diet in my next podcast i'm going to tell you how to do it right there even though it's raw dog food and company your dog and your cat's health is our business. And remember this, friends, don't let dogs or cats eat kibble. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. Ha <laughs> ha